This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Tuesday, June 28th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop wrestling podcast to give you all the details of what's happening in the world of professional wrestling. Headlines scours all the wrestling websites and the multimedia sites to give you a comprehensive look at what's happening and trending in the world of professional wrestling. Headlines, as I said, is a daily podcast. It's free anywhere podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go into to the headlines. John Moxley is making news at this hour. Joshua Jones is writing in from eWrestling News that there's clarification on John Moxley's health following the Forbidden Door. As noted, John Moxley cut a passionate promo following his championship win at AEW's Forbidden Door. He mentioned the promo that was probably confused after his showdown with Hiroshi Tanahashi while there were some cause for concern and reporting that Moxley might just be alright. Now, according to Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer, Moxley's line about probably confused was a work line from Moxley himself. He reportedly used to use that line after intense matchups. Meltzer clarified that Moxley is not dealing with concussion as many other people believed during the promo and that he'll be ready to compete on this week's episode of Dynamite. Moxley will be a part of Blood and Guts the sequel which once again will happen on Wednesday night's episode of Dynamite against the Jericho Appreciation Society. For more information on this go ahead and follow eWrestling News as they will give you all of the information. Ryan Clark is also writing at this hour that 
Dax Harwood was in fact injured at Forbidden Door. Dax Harwood took to Twitter on Monday to announce that he in fact was injured on Sunday night's Forbidden Door pay-per-view event. While on the team of Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, known as FTR, they captured the IWGP World Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Now, Harwood revealed that he is dealing with a separated shoulder. He went to Twitter and then wrote this. Separated shoulder? Question mark. Bite on the towel and rub some tequila on it. I will be fine. Now, FTR are currently holding the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships and the IWA Tag Team Championships as well. Now, Harwood joins Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Kenny Omega, Kyle O'Reilly, Red Velvet, Jungle Boy, Anthony Bowen, Scorpio Sky, The Bunny, Darius Martin, Layla Hirsch, Buddy Matthews, and Lee Johnson as stars that are all dealing right now with injuries in AEW. But that is not stopping him from celebrating the fact that they're not only IWGP champions, but they're also AAA Tag Team Champions and once again Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. If you'd like to find out more what's going on with Dax Harwood, please continue to follow eWrestling News as they will have all of the details. John Moxley again is making news today. He is reacting to the addition of Claudio Castanoli to AEW. John Moxley spoke on Sunday night's post-AEW New Japan Forbidden Door Media Scrum, and he commented on Claudio Castanoli becoming a member of the Blackpool Combat Club. Additionally, Moxley commented on what's next for him as he is the interim AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Now, many comments about what he had to say. First, on Claudio joining the Blackpool Combat Club, Moxley would go on to say in this, It's the best thing, man. That's the other thing. The Blackpool Combat Club came together in a perfect time. It's just so good for me, and it fits so perfectly. For instance, Claudio, I mean. I wasn't even a question when it came to him. It's a real thing. And we're not putting any of this on. He's a real student of William Regal, and he's a real training partner of mine, a former training partner for years. We were in developmental together, and we traveled a lot together. I said something about it one time. You know what? Hey, we have to bleed together if you're going to be on my team. I wrestled Claudio millions of times. I've busted him open on multiple occasions and goes back to all of that. Sometimes you gotta knock each other around and knock each other's teeth out sometimes. You know what? That's just the way it is. Now on what's next for him, he would go on to say, I just want to keep on getting better. I feel like now is a jumping off point. This feels like the baseline where I've been trying to get to and what I've been picturing it in my mind for three years and it's all starting to become reality. So there's the baseline, the starting off point. Imagine how good we could get. I'm surrounded by guys I love to train with, I love to learn, I love to get better, to try stuff out with. I just also love helping these guys. Now, if you'd like to find out more about what he had to say about Claudio, not only joining AEW, but joining the Blackpool Combat Club, definitely check out Ryan Clark's article, which is trending right now over on eWrestling News. More on WWE. Alea discusses being in the main event on an episode of SmackDown. Now, during a recent interview with AlJazeera.com, WWE superstar Alea commented, on being in the main event of a WWE SmackDown event and wanting to wrestle more in the Middle East. Now, on being on the main event of SmackDown earlier this year, she would go on to say, It feels surreal. This was my biggest dream ever since I was a little girl. Growing up, I would watch wrestling and I didn't really see anyone or anyone who looked quite like me or was Arabic. I just hope that I can set a good example to inspire other Arab females to come and join the sport that they want. Now, on her parents' initial reaction to her becoming a pro wrestler. The first time I told them, they're like, no. They then weren't all that supportive, so I had to hide it from them. I wouldn't tell them I was going to train. I told them I was going to my part-time job, and then I would take the subway across town to train in a warehouse. My parents discovered knee pads and training shoes in my backpack, and they finally said, what is this? They even showed up to my job, and I wasn't there, so that's when they got a big red flag. Now, on her hopes of performing for WWE in the Middle East, she would go on to say, 
say. I visited Syria in 2002 for a few months. We vacationed there. We have family that still lives there. I haven't been there since. One of my biggest dreams is to be able to go over and perform in the Middle East. That would be a complete honor. If you'd like to find out more what's going on with WWE superstar Aaliyah and finding out everything that she dreams of doing as a career in WWE, follow the article that is trending right now over on E-Wrestling News. Kevin Owens is making news today. Uh, reportedly, he is dealing with a minor injury. Joshua Jones is writing in at this hour. Kevin Owens didn't appear on last night's episode of WWE Raw, though he was announced to face Elias, Ezekiel, or Elrod. A reported suggestion that a minor situation involving Owens prevented him from appearing and that this other minor situation is in fact an injury. Now, according to PW Insider, this minor injury prevented Owens from appearing on the show. WWE promoted Owens' match only hours before the show started. However, they chose to book about a royal match to determine one of the Money in the Bank ladder match spots as a filler. Owens sent out a tweet regarding his absence and said, I didn't want to go to Texas, so I didn't go. Just leave me alone. Once again, that's him staying in character. Now, Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer did add that the situation regarding Owens was not in fact that serious, but they didn't know whether he'd be ready or not to go by Friday. So the thought was just make sure that they leave one more spot left in the Money in the Bank ladder match. With that being said, continue to follow E-Wrestling News as they will give you more information and follow Joshua Jones as he has more on this article. Alan Angels is leaving All Elite Wrestling. Ryan Clark has the article trending. It appears that Alan Angels may be departing from All Elite Wrestling. The Dark Order member took to Twitter saying, I'm excited for what's next. Now, additionally, his profile picture has officially been blacked out on Twitter. Now, it was reported last week on eWrestling News that several paid-per-deal contracts in AEW were not going to be renewed, and it does appear that Alan Angels of the Dark Order was one of those. With more information on this, continue to follow Ryan Clark as he will have developing information on Alan Angels and what is next for him. Ryan Clark is writing at this hour that Eric Bischoff gives high praise to Kevin Owens and he talks about his success so far. Ryan Clark's writing in that during the latest edition of Strictly Business podcast, Eric Bischoff commented on the success Kevin Owens has had in WWE so far and also believing he'll become an even bigger star than he is now and so much more. On Owens' success in WWE, Bischoff would go on to say, who thought that Kevin Owens would be the level of a star he was in WWE three years ago. I'm not talking whether you like Kevin Owens or you don't like him. A lot of people really love Kevin Owens. A lot of people wanted Kevin Owens to be in a certain spot, but many people believed that he would be there. Probably, but not a lot of people did. Now, in working with Owens during his stint in WWE in 2019, he said, I got to know Kevin really well. Kevin and I are friends. I don't think he'd mind if I'd share this because it's a compliment and I mean it out of respect, but Kevin had a hard time getting out of Kevin's head when I was working with him. I'm not going to get into it because that's just backstage stuff, but there was a tough spot for Kevin because Kevin, and it was Shane, and he was also tight with Shane. Shane's also a really good dude, but it wasn't easy dealing with that in some ways. Now, on what Bischoff thinks his potential in WWE could be. They together have done an amazing job of elevating Kevin Owens to a point where he's gonna be a much bigger star in WWE two years from now. I believe he is already a big name. If you'd like to find out more about what Eric Bischoff had to say about Kevin Owens, Ryan Clark has this article trending right now over 
on e-wrestling news. More news is coming out from Forbidden Door. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. New Japan president comments on the possibility of an AEW New Japan Forbidden Door 2. New Japan Pro Wrestling president was recently interviewed by Tokyo Sports and he discussed the possibility putting together an AEW New Japan Forbidden Door 2 in the future. He said, and I quote, there are still fighters and cards I would like to see. I would like to see a continuation of this event. I think there's a need to see this event, but in Japan. The 50th anniversary is a good opportunity to make that happen. I think all the fighters from AEW who would like to come in to compete in front of our Japanese fans. Now for what it's worth, AEW President Tony Khan revealed during the AEW New Japan Forbidden Door Post Media Scrum that he's also interested in having another joint event. With more information on all of this, continue to follow Ryan Clark as he has this article trending right now over on E-Wrestling News. Let's talk a little A&E biography. A&E is set to air WWE WWE Legends biography and most wanted treasures in a form of a marathon. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour, AEW will be having a marathon of WWE Legends biography documentaries and WWE's most wanted treasures over the July 4th weekend. Now here is the lineup as it's scheduled. Sunday, July the 3rd at 1pm, WWE's most wanted treasures featuring Jake Roberts. At 2pm, WWE's most wanted treasures featuring Ric Flair. At 4pm, it will be Mick Foley's documentary, 6pm The Ultimate Warrior, 8 p.m. Steve Austin and at 10 p.m. Randy Savage. Now on Monday, July the 4th at 12.03 will be Stone Cold Steve Austin. At 2.04 will be Randy Savage. Then at 7 a.m. will be WWE's Most Wanted Treasures, The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. At 8 a.m. will be WWE's Most Wanted Treasures featuring Booker T. At 9 a.m. will be Bret Hart. 11 a.m. Randy Savage. 1 p.m. Roddy Piper. And at 3 p.m. Mick Foley. If you'd like to find out what the schedule is going to be for the 5th, go ahead and cruise on over to E-Wrestling News. Ryan Clark has the entire schedule for A&E and WWE program right there. Let's talk a little Miz and Mrs. Miz and Mrs., as many wrestling fans know, is the highly popularized reality show starring two WWE married superstars. Now, a viewership for Monday's Miz and Mrs. are officially in. The fifth episode of this season drew a total of 669,000 fans, and it did a .21 in the popular 18-49 to 49 demographic. Now, this is up from last week's five 587,000 viewers that did a demo of 0.20. Now, the show itself ranked number six on the night on cable. It is the highest viewership and demo numbers the show has recorded all season. Once again, if you want to see more about Miz and Mrs., it follows WWE Monday Night Raw each and every Monday night starting at 11 p.m. on the USA Network. With more information on this, Andrew Ravens will have all the details trending over on E-Wrestling News. A really cool moment happened with AEW's Paul White, as he will star as Guff Hoffman in a new upcoming movie. Andrew Ravens is writing in this hour, AEW star Paul White is slated to star as the new Marcus in the movie that's slated to be released on July the 15th. Now, White can be seen playing the role of Gus Hoffman. Now, the film is set to be released in theaters and on digital on Friday, July the 15th, 2022. White is set to star in the movie alongside Owen Miller, Trina Malone, and Todd Bruno. For more information on this movie, you can go ahead and you can follow more information on Paul White on social media and e-wrestling news. If you're enjoying this podcast, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to get anything in the world of professional wrestling. Whether you're WWE, AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and so many more, we give you a daily dose of wrestling news each and every day. Again, it's free for you anywhere podcasts are made available. We are here on a daily basis. Make sure you don't have to scour the websites and social media to get all of your relevant wrestling news. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's jump back into the 
headlines. Camille Sitch has a pretrial hearing set to take place on Thursday. Ryan Clark is writing at this hour. According to a report from PW Insider, a pretrial hearing is scheduled for Tammy Sunny Sitch during her DUI manslaughter case. Now, the hearing will take place on Thursday, June 30th at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It'll be a closed-door hearing that will not be open to the public. Now, Stephen De La Roche, Sitch's original attorney for the case, has been removed as Sitch's legal counsel. As of right now, Sitch has yet to hire a new attorney to represent her. So, as of right now, she's going to be using a public defender. With more information on the impending trial, go ahead and follow eWrestling News, and Ryan Clark will have all the information trending for you as it happens. Let's talk a little Eddie Kingston. Many AEW fans know that Eddie Kingston can be hot under the collar and sometimes a little cutting with his tongue, but many people also saw that he did not get along with Claudio Castagnoli as they were sitting one-on-one -on -one with one another at the end of Forbidden Door. Now, what does all this mean? Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour, Eddie Kingston doesn't trust Claudio Castagnoli heading into AEW's Blood and Guts on Dynamite. Now, Castagnoli made his AEW debut Sunday at Forbidden Door as he was the mystery opponent for Zack Sabre Jr. Now, during the appearance on M Live earlier, Kingston commented on not having a lot of trust with Castagnoli, and he plans to do certain things during the Blood and Guts match and so much more. Now, if you'd like to find out what he had to say on not trusting Claudio, he said this, and I quote, of course I don't like it. I don't trust the guy. And people can say whatever they want about me, and I'm a hothead, and I don't like things to go the way I don't like them. I just know when I see bad people, and I call them out on it. Now, how he plans to use the cage as a weapon on dynamite, he would go on to say, and I quote, you're not going to see me come off the top of the cage. I'm going to use the cage as a weapon. I'm going to kick. I'm going to punch. I'm going to bite. I'm going to make you want to quit. It's called blood and guts for a reason. Is there going to be blood? Most likely. Is there going to be guts? Well, you know, we're going to spill our guts out there for everyone. It's just going to be a very violent place inside that cage. Detroit is a violent city, so it is just perfect. If you'd like to find out more information on what exactly Eddie Kingston had to say and why he doesn't trust very many people in the wrestling industry, Ryan Clark has that right now trending on eWrestling News. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about the ratings. So many people are focused nowadays on the ratings and the metrics. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. This week's episode of WWE Monday Night Raw drew 1.9 million viewers on the USA Network. Now, this is down from the 1.98 million viewers that the show did last week. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported these numbers that in the KKK 18-49 demo, it did a .54 rating, which was exactly the same as last week. Now, the first hour did a little over 2 million viewers and a .55 in the demo. Now, hour two did a little more and it did almost 2,016,000 with a .56 and the third hour dipped to 1.5 1.8 million with a 0. 0.50. Now the show did rank number one on cable overnight overall, and the episode featured Money in the Bank qualifying matches and the return of John Cena in the third hour. For more information on all of the demographics, go ahead and follow Joshua Jones as he has all this information trending right now over on eWrestling News. Ex-WWE producer says he attended AEW Dynamite in disguise while he was working for WWE. Brian Clark's writing in at this hour during a recent appearance on the Min Max podcast, former WWE producer Dan Reichert revealed that he went to several episodes of Dynamite as he was still working for WWE. Reichert said that when he was in attendance at the live events, he wore a luchador mask so he would remain in disguise so no one from WWE would find out that he was there. He would go on to say, and I quote, I went to Dynamite in person two weeks in a row, once in Jersey at the Prudential Center and once at the Big Grand Slam at the Arthur Ashe Stadium. Both times I wore a luchador mask 
because I was like, I was given tickets to the event and I didn't want anyone to know that I was going to be there. And in just in case they did happen to catch me on camera, I didn't want them to be able to see my face when they cut to the crowd. Here it is. I am Dan Reichert, a WWE employee working for a working for the competitor. If you'd like to find out more about what Dan Reichert had to say about his experiences when he attended an AEW show, go ahead and check out the article that is trending right now over on eWrestling News. Christian Cage, who turned on his Lucha friends, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, is now ready to talk a little bit more, and let's talk about AEW's blood and guts. All Elite Wrestling took to Twitter to announce that Christian Cage will now be appearing on the episode of Dynamite. Now, during last week's show, Christian cut a promo as he turned heel on Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus on the Lucha Express, and he talked about them losing the Tag Team Championships in the latter match against the Young Bucks. Now, so many people are wondering why exactly did he go ahead and turn. Many people are also questioning why did he get so cutthroat when it came to his promo. With that being said, if you'd like to find out more, follow Christian Cage on Twitter and also continue to follow All Elite Wrestling as they will give you more information on the heel turn of Christian Cage. Tony Khan is touting the success of the Forbidden Door pay-per-view and its revenue. AEW President Tony Khan took to Twitter today to thank all the fans for supporting AEW and New Japan by buying the Forbidden Door on June the 26th. Khan said the show did over $5 million on pay-per-view. He also noted that it did over $1 million in ticket sales. It was the second biggest gate in AEW history behind Double or Nothing 2022. Khan would go on to say on social media, thank you to everyone, especially the wrestling fans around the world who made last Sunday's Forbidden Door event a hit with $1 million in ticket sales in five million dollars in pay-per-view we're back on wednesday on tbs and tnt for blood and guts and rampage if you'd like to follow tony khan follow him on social media specifically twitter at Tony Khan. There seems to be more legal issues when it comes to WWE. Two more law firms are investigating WWE for judiciary breaches. Now, many wrestling fans know that despite WWE being a very successful financial company, there's some things that WWE may not be exactly on the up and up about. In addition to the Vince McMahon lawsuit that could be eminent right now from a potential buy-off scandal. Now, two more law firms are investigating WWE for potential breach of fiduciary duties. Pomerantz Law Firm and Weiss Law Firm set out a press release this week. Now, the number of law firms investigating WWE is up to 10. There are so many companies right now that are looking into WWE and not only for their actions when it comes to non-disclosures and their interactions with former employees, but also the way shareholders might not have been completely known of all the information that's going on right now. If you'd like to find out more about what's going on with the ongoing litigation against WWE, Ryan Clark has that trending right now on eWrestling News. Once again, as we told you, this is a podcast that is available to you each and every day. Headlines is a podcast that allows you to get all of your wrestling news in really just one-stop shop. We're here to make sure that you have everything that you need so you can get back to your day. Let's cruise on over to Wrestling Inc. Kelly Hewlett is writing in at this hour, top AEW tag team questions if the Usos are actually the ones. Now, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler took to social media to call out the undisputed WWE tag team champions, the Usos. While the Usos said, Say, we are the ones. According to Harwood and Cash Wheeler, they might think they're the ones. However, Wheeler and Harwood, who were in WWE, known as the Revival at the time, faced the Usos on a number of occasions. One match was at Extreme Rules 2019, where Harwood and Wheeler retained the Raw Tag Team titles against Jimmy and Jay. Harwood would tweet out, maybe the ones. Us, maybe. Seven star 
FTR. If you'd like to find out more about the potential ongoing feud on social media between the Usos and FTR, Kelly Houlette has all of this trending right now on Wrestling Inc. Eric Mutter is also writing at this hour about a very interesting campaign that one WWE star is doing. One WWE star is donating 100% of third-party earnings to an abortion fund. Many people have been caught up in the whirlwind since last Friday's decision to overrule Roe versus Wade. Now, the effects of the Supreme Court striking down Roe versus Wade made ripple effects even into the world of pro wrestling. Many wrestlers commenting negatively on the ruling, and some who have actually praised it, such as Hall of Famer Kane. Now, WWE star Liv Morgan is looking to do her part in protecting women's rights to make a choice. On Twitter on Monday, hours after she wrestled WWE Monday Night Raw, Morgan made an important announcement regarding third-party earnings in July. She would say, and I quote, for the month of July, I will be donating 100% of my share of cameo earnings to the National Network of Abortion Funds, Morgan tweeted. Please consider booking a cameo with me so we can ensure every woman in this world has a choice. Now, Morgan is many of the women who have spoken in support of women and their abortion rights. WWE star Becky Lynch did so after the Supreme Court ruling on last Friday. In response to a tweet supporting the ruling, WWE star Jackson Ryder, meanwhile, soon-to-be former WWE star Paige, has been active on social media for the last several days criticizing the decision, while AEW world champion CM Punk, in the lead-up to the Supreme Court ruling, supported several pro-choice shirts while appearing on AEW Dynamite. If you'd like to find out more about Liv Morgan and what her efforts are, Eric Mutter has the article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Danny Wolfsonholm has a great story. It's the staggering number of Make-A-Wish visits that John Cena has done. Now, many people know with Inside the Wrestling World that John Cena has been one of the most accomplished Make-A-Wish participants there are. John Cena has done it all. In his 16-time World Heavyweight Championship, a rap artist, a New York Times bestseller, and now a recognized movie star in both Hollywood and the world of streaming television. Now, despite all of his professional successes, there's one thing that sets him apart against everyone else. Not the colorful pro wrestling merchandise or the fruity pebbles that he likes to eat by fellow other wrestlers, but his incredible Tarlantric work with Make-A-Wish Foundation. Cena has granted over 650 Make-A-Wish requests from children with critical illnesses, which put him at the top of the list of the most wishes granted in the organization's history. In the most recently granted wishes, Cena traveled to Amsterdam to meet with a child, a 19-year-old teenager with Down syndrome, who had recently fled the war in Ukraine with his mother. Cena said, if you're not moved, I don't know you have a beating heart. Many people continue to support John Cena in everything that he does. Many people have said he's a greater star outside of the ring than he is in the ring. In an interview with ESPN back in 2018, Cena discussed how much Make-A-Wish has meant to him personally. I think when you experience something like a reward that it is to be part of a Make-A-Wish, if you're not moved, you don't have a heart beating. But the concept is, as these kids are facing life-threatening illnesses and they're granted one wish, and imagine that you are that wish, that's child their one wish. I would like to hang out with this person and see this person perform. That by far is the most flattering thing I have ever experienced and the toughest concept to put into words. If you'd like to read more about this momentous occasion, visit Wrestling Inc. and Danny Wolfsonholm has this article trending right now. Ross Berman is writing in at this hour, how much control does WWE have over William Regal's ring name? Ross Berman is writing in, you know, Shakespeare once asked, what's in a name? 
The answer, if you're in the entertainment industry, it's a lot of paperwork. William Regal did an Ask and Answer episode of his Gentleman Villain podcast, in which he was asked about the ownership of his long-standing ring name. And his answer was pretty simple. I own the name. Regal's real name, which is Darren Matthews, said he was never asked about it. But on the back page of his contract with WWE, it says, Names owned by me, noting that the name he owns are Lord Stephen Regal, William Regal, and a couple other ones he used while he wrestled in England. I don't know why they're on there, Regal continued. I never asked them to put that on there either. Regal said it was his admiration for Vince McMahon and everything he's done for him that if Mr. McMahon would have asked me not to use it, I wouldn't have used it. If you'd like to find out more about what William Regal had to say, not only about contractual obligations to AEW and WWE, Ross Berman has this article trending right now over at wrestling. Eric Mutter is also writing at this hour, Chris Statlander wants to cater to a niche of AEW demographics. Now, AEW star Chris Statlander has been picking up steam as of late, targeting AEW TBS champion Jade Cargill alongside AEW edition Athena. But while Statlander is gifted in incredible speed, athleticism, and strength, she also has other talents, like using sign language to state her catchphrases more than a woman before and after her matches. In an interview with J-Cell Nicole, Statlander discussed why she likes to use sign language. She would go on to say, and I quote, I just wanted to do something different, Statlander said. I don't actually know that anyone right now in my life is deaf, but I shouldn't have to have a reason to know ASL. I know once I started doing it, some people were raising questions like, well, I have really a reason to have this in my life, but I don't. I just thought it was something that would be incredibly useful and something great to learn. It's kind of an underappreciated language, so I figured, why not? Try something different. It seems to be really catching on with good reactions. I'm very happy about it. Now, I'm not fluent in sign language, but I can do a few basic sentences like, you want water? Are you hungry? My name is Chris. I can do all that kind of basic stuff. Statlander also received a lot of praise with her sign language as it has preceded her time in wrestling. If you'd like to find out what more Chris Statlander had to say, go ahead and follow the article by Eric Mutter over on Wrestling Inc. Tony Khan once again is making headlines as we reported earlier in this episode. He is very happy and boasting about the success that the Forbidden Door pay-per-view has done. Over $1 million at the gate and also $5 million in ticket sales. Now, we're still waiting to find out the numbers of exactly how many pay-per-views were bought. However, Tony Khan has definitely gone ahead and taken to social media and let so many people know that he is so happy about everything that has happened. If you'd like to find out more about what Tony Khan has to say, Eric Mutter has the story trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. That's going to do it for all the headlines trending right now in the world of professional wrestling. Remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop for all the trending articles each and every day in the world of professional wrestling. It's a free podcast anywhere you get your fine podcast. Remember, if you like like this, definitely tell a friend. Tag them on social media and let them know that you listen to headlines. Once again, you can follow me on social media as well. I am at Mike Freeland, all together at M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. That's going to do it for me, and I will catch you on the next episode of Headlines. The world of